Good evening and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers and I'm your host Dorothy O'Dell for this evening. Before we have our amazing guests come on, I just want to give a shout out to the sponsor of our show, uh, Owen Sharp. Uh, his amazing book, The Great Flood of Boven, Bovenland, is coming out November 1st, where all books are sold. It is for ages one to seven. Uh, you definitely want to get your copy today or definitely get your copy November 1st, um, if, especially if you have a child or a grandchild between those ages. It's filled with adventure and definitely an some educational pieces in there as well. Uh, so with that, I would love to bring our guest, Jennifer Keebler, to the show. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Hello. Thank you. It's so awesome to be here with you. Well, we're grateful to have you here. Truly grateful. So let's share with the audience a little bit about yourself. Yes, absolutely. So I am your Canadian friend. I am here in Calgary, Alberta. And I spend my days helping primarily women, but also heart-centered men to discover a life where both success and balance can coexist. So I spent far too many of my years chasing that external version of success. And I burnt out really, really hard twice because of it. First time, 21 years of age, hospitalized. Wow. So... This is a topic that I'm incredibly passionate about, and I am so honored that I'm now able to help others be able to create that life where they are achieving like incredible success in their business life, in their careers, but so that it feels good inside of their bodies and they're not burning out and anxious and tired and all of that fun jazz or not so fun jazz. <laughs> That, you know, that, uh, that reminds me of a period in my life too, where I was working two jobs and, uh, burnt out pretty quickly. 11 months I was burnt out. So I, I feel your pain, but to be hospitalized, like, wow, that's, um, so tell us more about that. Like, well, that had to have been like a learning curve to say, okay, wait a minute. Obviously I got to change something because what I'm doing is not working. <laughs> right. And I wish I could say that it was. However, I was 21 years old and the level of self-reflection at that age was not high. And I, you know, I love my parents to death. However, they did not have the insight to take a look at my life and be like, hey, Jennifer, maybe the reason why the doctors can't find anything inside of your body wrong is because it's something external right? What else are you doing? Oh, we've seen you working 16, 12 hour days, you know, seven days a week, six days a week. And I, because it's not just anyone else's fault, I didn't have that insight either. I didn't take a moment and be like, whoa, it's time to take a step back. Thank mm -hmm. God I did when the burnout happened again, seven years ago. Um, that one, although I wasn't hospitalized, was actually a lot scarier. Like I just saw myself acting and behaving and feeling in ways that I didn't think I was capable of feeling or experiencing. And that was really, really scary for me. Right. Yeah. That, I had spent that would be of, scary. It was, it was, <laughs> you know, my entire life I had been pretty mentally stable. Um, if you were to compare it to some other people's lives, some people might be like, oh, well you had it relatively easy. And so to able to experience something that was so far off the other spectrum than what I had ever seen or experienced. It was like, what the heck is this? And I was also too afraid to admit it to anybody because I, my identity was success, right? If I was not successful, then who was I? And so, you know, I didn't tell my mom, my best friend, the doctors didn't tell my sister, my husband knew parts and pieces of it because there was no hiding it within our own four walls. But even then, he didn't understand, like, the full capacity. But, and neither did I, to be quite honest, in that moment. Right. Right. And so, yeah, it was, that was the moment, though, was seven years ago when it was like, okay, <laughs> there's got to be a different way because this is not sustainable. And so in seven years ago, was that the same business that you're doing now? No. So at the time, I was actually a project manager for a general contractor. And I also had two boys at home under three years of age. Oh, so, yeah, right? <laughs> no, I thought I was gold star there just for that. <laughs> um, 
so I had in Canada, we have a year off for our maternity leaves. So I had the full year off with my youngest was back at work for a year. And I went back to the same job that I was at before my maternity leave. And I had very, I have always had very high expectations of myself in terms of how I show up. And um, there was a certain expectation of me in that role prior to having kids. And I believed that that should not change after having kids. And whether it had to do with having kids or not, I didn't know how to ask for help, right? It was like, oh, take on another project. Okay. You know, even though I'm already overwhelmed. And so I gave all to my work. And then I'd come home and I was just mentally and physically exhausted. But of course, when you've got two young ones, they don't know, right? And they need you. And they need you in a very real and a very energetically draining type of way, no matter how incredible they might be, right? Right. And so it was like that just pulled whatever was left out of me. And then I found myself drained and drained and drained and I noticed that I started being very reactive and that's not my typical style. I'm not a reactive person. However, that started being my normal, especially at home around like the people who I love the most, right? Don't we often say that? It's like the people we love the most get the brunt Mm -hmm. of everything else. Yeah. But I was so freaking sick of it. It's like, I do not want to be treating the people who I love most, right? The man who I said yes to, who said I'd be there forever with, I don't want to be treating him that way. I don't want to be treating like my little two-year-old, my little three-year-old that way. Like they don't deserve it. And so it was just time to make a change because I'm not the person who I want to be. I'm not the mom. I'm not the partner. And when I went to work, although I was performing, I felt like I was just, it was that actually. It was a performance, right? I was plasting a smile on my corporate face, pretending that everything was like glorious and grand and that, you know, I'm so happy and there's nothing wrong. And it's just like this golden life. Mm -hmm. Well, we can only put on a facade for so long. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been there too, done that, you know, we become somebody that we never thought that we ever expected. Um, Totally get that. So now that you're in this place, you decided enough was enough. What did you decide to do to turn that ship around to start being the Jennifer that you wanted to be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that it was one particular night where I really broke down. So I had been hearing for, I don't know how long, very long time, months that I needed to start implementing self-care. And, but I kept telling that, like just quieting the voice, right? I was like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. My boys need me. That would be selfish to take time away from them. I don't even see them all day. And then I'm going to go do what in the evening, right? And be away from them some more. Like it was just putting on the guilt factor, putting on the time factor, and eventually, actually, I was at um, an aerial yoga class. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like this beautiful piece of fabric that feels like silk and it hangs from the ceiling in the shape of a U. And you can do flips and tricks and stretches and inversions from it. But I was at this class and it was the very end of class and I was laying in Shavasana, right? And I'm just, it was glorious in that moment because the fabric is wrapped around me. And it's like perfectly just cradling my body, holding me in all the right ways. And there's a gentle sway to the fabric. So it's swaying back and forth. And you can just imagine how soothing this is. And I felt safer in that moment than I had in years, more relaxed in that moment than I had in years. But because I had also spent years ignoring what I needed, once I had that safe opportunity, it all just came pouring out because I never gave it an opportunity to be seen or heard before. And um, so that night, that was a very interesting night. That's where I say, like, I saw myself acting and behaving in ways where I didn't think that it was capable. And I honestly don't even know how I made it home safe that night. Um, but thank God that the place that I went to was close and I did. But it was really quickly after that where I had a few realizations right? Because I thrive when I move my body, when I'm using it to exercise, to move, to whatever. And it had been years, right? I had two kids fairly close in age. So between babes and pregnancies and whatever else, I wasn't really using it. You know, I say that, but it's not total excuse because if I really wanted to and I prioritized myself, I could have. But (laughs) the reality is I hadn't. So I started making that a priority. I was like, listen, if I thrive when I'm working out, where I'm moving my body, then why the hell am I not doing that? (laughs) 
And so it's like, okay, that's the first thing I'm going to change. And so I started setting my alarm clock earlier in the day. I'm not a morning person. I don't like the mornings, but I knew that that would be my time where nothing else would get in the way. Right. I wasn't going to have to go pick up my boys from somewhere. I wasn't going to have to drop them off. My husband wasn't going to need me. That was like, everybody in the house is still sleeping. This gets to be me time. And so I started waking up Monday to Friday earlier and working out every morning. It wasn't a long time, 30 minutes, maybe. Um, and then I was like, and then I just noticed I started feeling better, like slightly better, right? Like there was one positive change over another. And then I also decided I was going to do a meditation course. And I did a meditation. I followed through and I consistently did the meditations. And that I started noticing like a huge difference in terms of my reactivity. It was no longer snappy. I would actually like choose my response. I'd be able to catch myself before reacting and choose what I was going to say. Um, and it just felt like this most beautiful, positive snowball effect where it was like, you know, the working out led to the meditations and then the meditations led to like um, a more personal development where I'm really like diving in and hiring somebody and doing journaling and, and all of that. And it's since then has just been like the most incredible journey I've ever gone on. And now you're here helping others do the same. And now I'm helping others. <laughs> right. And it's like, because I get it, right. I get what it's like to be like stuck in that like deep, dark place or to feel like I don't have the time or like I got the mom guilt or, you know, I know that I'm meant for bigger than this. Like, I also want to achieve, like, really amazing things mm -hmm. in my career. Right. And that we don't have to necessarily give that up to still be a good mom, to still be a good partner, to still have, like, a happy, healthy, thriving body. Right. I really believe in that holistic approach. Right. And we were talking, you were talking a little bit about that earlier with something else, right? It's like, if we neglect a certain part of our life, we can't be that happy, healthy, thriving person we're designed to be. If yeah. one area is suffering. Yeah, absolutely. You remind me a little bit of my, my friend, Dr. Kirstie uh, Matusek, who is a holistic chiropractor and she is, you know, all about, she's, she's gotten me, I would say 75% holistic. It went from nothing to 75% in a couple of years. So I, I, I love that, that, that you said that and just your, just what you just said reminded me of her because she also wrote this book, um, Coordinating the Chaos, uh, Mom Burnout. And so uh, when you said, talked about mom guilt, it was, it's like, that's what I'm thinking. You know, a lot of women, um, you know, are, do you feel guilty? You know, the, we live in a day and age now where that we unfortunately can't stay at home with their children. We have to work, you know no matter what my 91 year old grandmother thinks, because she's like, well, why aren't you just at home? I'm like, trust me, I could save the world a lot quicker if I was at home instead of being at work. But you know, the bills have to be paid. And unfortunately my husband doesn't make a million dollars a year yet. So um, anyways, not that I need a million dollars to live, but um, you know, just being a smart ass, but um Although that would be nice when we get to that. <laughs> like, wait, let's be real here. That would be really good. <laughs> well, okay. So I want to be a millionaire so that I can help more people. That's the reason why I want to be a millionaire. And to never have to worry about money. Like if I need something or want something, I can just go get it within reason, right? Um, that doesn't mean I want Jags out in the, shop, out in the driveway. I, I want a house that doesn't leak. I, I want a pool in my backyard, yeah. you know, <laughs> two functioning vehicles and, uh, you know, the kids education paid for it. Basically, once my needs are met, the rest of it is going to help others. Um, and I, I love what you said about, you know, it, it took burning and crashing in order for you to get to where you're at today. Not that, hey, Ladies, if we could get our shit together way before that day, that would be great. But most of us, you know, need to hit the wall before we actually get it. Um, I, I totally, totally can resonate. I had just gotten engaged. I was working in a high stress place. My dad just got cancer for the first time. And the very first time I was introduced to self-care was at the cancer clinic when she says, oh, 
well, what form of self-care do you do? And I'm like, there's no time for self-care. And uh, yeah. So she gave me a toolbox (laughs) to use. And I'm just like, yeah. So I can relate, you know, it takes something before, unfortunately, before we get it. And thank God it wasn't anything serious, but I totally get you're taking care of people a lot of of the time in my life. I totally get it. It it feels overwhelming. Yeah. And it's, and yet having had been there in that really hard place, it's like, there's nothing that I want more than for people to be able to avoid this. It's like, we don't have to wait until we're at that place. Right? Like had I actually listened to that little voice that kept being like, Hey, maybe you need to do self care. And maybe self-care is more more than just one hour a week yoga class. Yes. Right? Yes, that's a version of it. And yes, we have to start somewhere. But it's like so often we wait until it's like a dramatic situation or there's like a health crisis or yeah. whatever it might be. And actually like on that topic of, you know, of cancer and, and all of that, yeah. this year has been a big talk in terms of like me talking with other professionals with doctors and naturopaths and nutritionists in terms of how much control we actually have of our destiny right of our medical health destiny and the stats are anywhere between like 85 and 97 percent right dis-ease disease comes from dis-ease in our body whether that be from what we're consuming or from the stress that we are allowing in our own life right? Like nothing changed in my circumstances. When I went from no self-care to self-care every single day, I changed. I made it a priority. I put it in my schedule. And if we keep waiting, like that's what I find is that we keep waiting for that golden moment. Oh, well, when this happens, well, there's always going to be a reason that it's not going to work until you decide that it's number one and you schedule it. So what we don't schedule doesn't happen, right? Like that's the truth so true so much there exactly right and you don't have to wait for a tragic thing to happen uh in order for to start even like you said jennifer just start with one small thing um daily and until you get there i love what you said you know waking up early i'm up at four o'clock each morning because i want my meditation time in there i want my time with god i want my workout time I spend 10 minutes in the office doing some stuff I got to do before I get to my day job. So I, I have more done in an hour and a half than most people do in a day time. And then I go snuggle with my husband before I get ready for work. Mm, I love that. Right. Yeah. He likes it too. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because he had an appointment this morning, so I didn't think he was getting up or I didn't think he wanted that time this morning. So he goes, so I had my shower go into the, into the bedroom. He goes, what? There's no cuddle time this morning. I'm like, oh, I didn't think you wanted it this morning. <laughs> you got five minutes. Yeah. And then I try to get up at five minutes. No, and come on, another minute, another minute. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I mean, hey, I'd rather that than him not wanting to spend time with me. Right? So. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and I love that you say that too, right? Because it's like the morning time can be super powerful to set ourselves up for success for that day. And I know a lot of people who are like, are you crazy? There is no way I can do that in the morning. And it's like, okay, that's okay. But then how can you make your time during the day more intentional, right? Like how many people are not taking lunch breaks, right? How many of you listeners out there are sitting at your computer during lunch? That half an hour or hour or whatever it is where you're living, that's your time. That is designed for you. And at the end of your life, you're not gonna be like, I'm so damn glad I spent every hour of my lunch hour front of my computer giving the company more time right what could be possible for you if you invested that time in you Mm -hmm. right like what what if you just went for like a half an hour walk either music if music lifts you up and brings you joy or maybe just like be intentionally breathing while you're walking yeah you know it's like or maybe if you just took 10 minutes or five minutes how can we use our days more intentionally versus just out of habit? And that's what I find is one of the biggest things. It's like, we're so much just in habit that if we just took five minute blocks, 
two minute blocks, right? Like bef- maybe you're stressed out before you walk into your house. You know, when you finish parking your car, you breathe for two minutes and you decide how you want to show up when you open that door versus just like, okay, I'm home, <laughs> right? Like out of the fluster of the day and then you're already like bothered by however people are telling you, oh, well, are you going to make dinner already? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But if you show up being like, I'm going to bring my own energy. I'm going to show up in this way. You do. You start showing up differently. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Instead of being completely stressed out before you walk in the door, take take as much time as you need to take a deep breath. Right. <laughs> Ten deep breaths will um, reset your retake your system so i do know that and i had to use it today (laughs) so whatever you have to do to get through the day use it um effectively effectively and i love what you said jennifer you gave so many um amazing nuggets with that um you know waking up having that morning routine honestly because i know my husband will never get up at four o'clock in the morning. So I, that hour, hour and a half that I have to myself, it's peaceful. It's calm. That's my time. No one bugs me. No one's asking me for anything. Um, and everybody's like, why do you get up at the crack of dawn? I says, because if I don't, you don't want to be around me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, and then knowing too, that it's okay to ask for time away, even when those people are there, right? Like, the meditation that I do, oftentimes I'll do two meditations a day, 15 minutes each. And at first, when I first started the practice, it was like, oh, but how am I going to sneak away? Well, you know, like, what if the kids need me and all of these things? There was like all of these fears or worries or excuses, perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. But then once I just started being super open with them, being like, hey, guys, I'm going to do my meditation. This is really important me time daddy's you know explaining where he is in the house if you need him go get him unless there's an emergency i will open the door and i will come down and i will let you know when i'm done right when we set those like crystal clear boundaries we not only teach people around us how to set crystal clear boundaries and how to respect us yeah but we all benefit from it because now they don't get in trouble for coming and bugging me every two minutes because they already know well, mommy's going to come find us when we're done, right? Or my husband knows, no, she needs this time. And then they know I'm happier when I have it. <laughs> exactly. Or as I say, how many women out there, even though you can tell your children that you need 15 minutes and you, where daddy is, they'll still come and bug you. <laughs> yes. And I would say that boundaries are the biggest challenge there, right? Mm-hmm. If the kid still comes and finds mama, even though mama has said, you know, this is it. It's because yeah. you haven't maintained your own boundaries in the past. Yeah. You've let them come and bug, and bug you when you've asked for space. You yeah. haven't maybe made it super clear to husband or you've said it once, but you've allowed them to come to you before anyway. Boundaries is a huge issue that I would say like a, a lot, a vast majority of people struggle yeah. with. That and communication, expressing what you need, first of all, and then holding that boundary accountable. So I, I totally get you. And yes. as reformer people pleasers, you know, mm-hmm. we want to be there for everybody, but unfortunately we can't, or fortunately we can't. Right. <laughs> well, and maybe we can be there for them better when we take care of us first, right? Mm-hmm. Just like me, I was constantly trying to be there for everyone. Yeah. And I was but I wasn't a very enjoyable person to be around. And now that I take, have way more self-care than I've ever had in my life, I'm way more enjoyable to be around. It's like, okay, yes, I actually want to be around mommy. Like my oldest who's 10, like he, he's very emotionally aware, but he'll be like, Hey mommy, you know, do you think maybe you need to go have some alone time? Right? So he'll start cueing it. He'll start knowing something doesn't feel right. You feel a little bit stressed. Mm-hmm. And I think that is beautiful. That is not an insult to me. It's yeah. a beautiful reminder. It's like, Hey, we're a team. We get to tell each other when it's like, Hey, maybe it's time for you to just take time for you. And then now they know how to do that too, because I've shown them how, and that's a right. beautiful gift. I don't want them to do what I did in 20 years or 30 years from now for themselves. Right. right. 
showing your children at a young age that it's okay to set those boundaries and have time for themselves is, is really cool. I, I remember seeing, a, I don't know if it was a poster or commercial where um, someone had drawn a, a, a bath for their child. The, bath, the kid was having a bad day. So they drew a bath, put him in a bubble bath, um, gave him a drink inside the, in, inside the tub, had it like on the side of the tub and, you know, gave them a book to read and, and things like that. And uh, I think it, even one picture had like a cucumber on their eyes. I'm like, well, that is just so cool, <laughs> you know? And then at, afterwards you, you see them wrapped up in a, in a robe and, and just relaxing and chilling. And I think, you know, it's important that we, you know, allow that for the children too, because they're humans, um, you know, and they need that time. And by setting them up early, it gives them, you know, later on in life, they're not going to be stressed out and, and not knowing who they are and things like that. So good job, mom. <laughs> Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> I know we certainly didn't have that growing up. <laughs> right? No, no, there was no way. And, when, and that was part of what it was, right? That was part of why, well, not part, that was where my identity came from, right? right. So from a young age, it was like, I was taught that that's what success is. Success is about how much money you bring in, how much yeah. money you save. I was always taught, and I'm grateful that I was taught to save from a young age because not everybody was. You know, yeah. it's about how many people look up to you, the level of responsibility that you have. It was all of these metrics, but it had nothing to do with self-care. It had yeah. nothing to do with how healthy my body was or how mentally stable I was, yeah. right? It's, it's yeah. all these external metrics. And so great. How many people achieve those? Like you even look at celebs, they have all of the things that us ordinary people would often say that we want. Oh, they've got all the money and they could do this and that. And how yeah. many of them are incredibly unhappy Yeah, because they haven't found a version of success that feels good in their body. They've only chased the external version of success. Absolutely. You said something so important there, identity. Um, and it's absolutely crazy that later on in life, I found out that my identity was wrapped up in what I have, what I have to do for people. Growing up, you know, you were, if you were sick, you had to stay in bed. Uh, you always went to work or school. You never missed a day, uh, you know, and your identity was wrapped up in what you could do for other people. Uh, and you never asked for help. And you certainly... Um, you know, you certainly didn't, uh, take any time for yourself. That, that was for sure. Right. And it was, I think the first time I played hooky from work is when I met my husband and I was like 40 years old and I was like, and that I felt guilty the entire day because we took time for ourselves. And I was just like, and I remember I was just like, and I think, I don't even know if it was on a week, uh, like on a Friday. And I'm like, man, so that means we got to stay in bed all weekend. <laughs> like we got to stay in and not do anything like as a punishment for doing that. And I might use my boyfriend at the time. He looked at me, he goes, are you insane? <laughs> and he's just like, there's no guilt there. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. And I was just like, you mean you can take a day off just for yourself and you don't have to worry about it. And he's like, yeah. And I'm just like, Okay. So 40 years old, think of this 40 years old for the very first time being introduced to it's okay not to have to be at work right. every single day of your life. And it's okay to not be busy when you're not at work. Yeah. Right. That one, yeah. I know that one, like when you say like that, never missing a day of work for me, it was like, I didn't know how to sit down. Right. Because the mm -hmm. same thing. I never saw my mom sit. She didn't sit. Love her to pieces, but man, she didn't sit. If she wasn't working, constantly yeah. cleaning the house, constantly doing this, constantly doing that, constantly, constantly, constantly. Yeah. And I remember like it, the day it hit me when I was walking down our stairs and we have like kind of like an open concept and I'm looking at my son on the couch and I'm thinking, man, I never remember my mom sitting on the couch with us. And it was like, I got to freaking stop doing what I'm doing and just go be with him. Yeah. Right? Like, we, we often 
our own value is often tied to what we're doing, whether it be mm-hmm. laundry or cleaning the house or, you know, doing some amazing project for our kid or whatever it might be. Right. It's like, no, you as a human being are valuable just the way you are. Right. It doesn't matter if you do a hundred things or 10 things. Now that you, yeah. Now that you said that, that, that seriously, my dad was always constantly up and down from his chair, even up until the week before he died. He, he would think of something and oh, have to go get it or, you know, oh, the dryer or washer went off. So he'd have to go switch loads. That man, I don't even think could sit an entire movie and um, watch the movie. Granted, he also had um, back issues, neck issues, and it was uncomfortable for to sit for that long. So to get up and move around, right? So I'll give him some grace there. But um, up until the last week when he couldn't move anymore, it was just like that man was constantly on the go. And I find myself doing the same thing. I'll just sit down, put my chair up, and it's an electric chair, which I freaking hate i will never buy one of those things again because it takes too damn long for it to come down i'll just get comfortable and then remember something that i have to do and so i have to get up and go do it i'm like what is wrong with me so maybe it's a good thing maybe the chair is trying to teach you to slow down because it takes so long to go back down it's like maybe that thing can just wait maybe you could just be in this chair and enjoy your time no because if i don't do it i'll forget that's why you just put it on a list. I would make lists on my phone and like, and I just add the items. And that way I'm like, peace of mind. Once I like write it down, I don't have to worry about it anymore. You can sit down for like an extra minute. <laughs> Funny you said that because somebody I know has said that to me before too. Okay. Write everything down. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I just, it, it's not second it's it's not first nature to do that let's just put it that way yeah. it, it's so i'm so a work in progress we are. We are. <laughs> oh wow and so um jennifer where is the best place that people can connect with you because i mean for people women that are women and men that are out there listening and they're thinking wow, you know, they can relate to so much of what you just said uh, and they want to get a hold of you um, so that you can help them have more peace and calm Mm -hmm. in their lives. What's the best place for them to get in touch with you? So I would say email is the best place they can reach out to me right now. I am on my email every day. Reach out to me, send me a message. Just let me know that you've listened to this or maybe you have a question or it's just like, listen, Jennifer, this is my challenge. I don't know how the hell to move past it. I'm happy to just, you know, converse in the DMs or just hop on a call from there. Honestly, I'm, this is me. I'm a happy, friendly, easygoing person to talk to. So I promise it's not going to be intimidating in any sort of way. And I've been there. I get it. So they can reach out to me on email. um, And then we can see what makes sense from there. Um, for those women who are like, you know what, I'm ready to start kind of dipping my toes in the water. I want to be a part of a community that is more supportive. I do also have um, an online sanctuary called the Whole Women Collective. And people can go on there. They get to be part of a community. They get to jump on once a month coaching group coaching calls with me. There's tools on there that they can access regularly. So it's like there might be a three minute audio where they get to listen to my voice each morning to set them up for success. Or maybe it's during that lunch break because they need a reset. Or maybe it's a guided journal or, you know, a guided meditation or it's a time management tool. I've got so many things on there that you get to access on your own timing while still being a part of a community and having access to me as well. Perfect. And can they reach that through this one here? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's the one there. Yeah, that's the one there. Okay, perfect. So yes, that sounds like an amazing, amazing tool too, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but my work, my lunch hour is um, 100% either making phone calls while I'm walking because I'm always walking. Yes, last call you were walking. <laughs> yes, or, you know, I got to find a way to do the show while walking. I got to find a way. Although that would that would really hurt my veterans cuz you know, a veteran doesn't like watching people walk cuz it the motion sickness makes them sick. Right. Right. So okay. um so I have to be respectful and mindful to so if you're if you're on 
wanting a call with me, chances are I'm walking, but on the show, I'll sit. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And so Jennifer, for those women that are out there that are, I've had it, that are stressed out, maxed to the gills, ready to just um, flip out at the next minute, what would you say to those women that are like at the cusp of having that nervous breakdown that they so badly want and deserve, but you're going to stop them from having? (laughs) Yeah. I'd say it's time to say yes to you. Right. When we can start saying yes to ourselves, it means we get to start honoring ourselves and Mm -hmm. that can look like in so many different ways. So maybe when somebody asks you if you can do something additional, you don't have to feel guilty for saying no. Instead, you get to be proud of saying yes to you, which might mean you're saying no to that person or to that project, but it means it's saying yes to you. Yes, I get to take care of me. Yes, I get to honor my own time and not overwhelm myself and add something else to my plate, right? Mm. Or maybe it's choosing that five minutes of self-care. It's saying yes to you. So the more that you can say yes to you and acknowledge and stand up for your own boundaries and do things for yourself, the more enjoyable this life is going to be, the more peaceful this life is going to be, and the more authentic that you're going to be able to live it too, right? So oftentimes Mm -hmm. we feel like we're living someone else's life. We feel like we're living based off of what we're supposed to be doing or what we're supposed you know, what life is supposed to look like, what it's supposed to look like to be a wife, to be a mom, to be an employee, a leader, you know, whatever it might be. But what Mm -hmm. if you just said yes in a way that felt right versus what you were supposed to be doing? Because if you start implementing that, I promise you, life is going to start feeling incredibly more better. Right. I love that. Say yes to yourself. Yeah. And some wise person told me within the last year that when you say no, don't give an, don't say anything else after that. You don't need a reason. You don't need to. You You're a grown ass adult. You don't need a reason. You could just say no. And I, that blew my mind. I'm just like, so that's things I've been putting, implementing. Uh, I, I can tell when I'm, when I'm, you know, starting to go back to my old ways because I'll feel like I have to um, tell the person why. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't need to. Right. I'm a grown ass woman and I can say no. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so often we feel like it feels better if there's a reason and there's an excuse and it's just like, no. And and it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, right? Like it probably felt and maybe does still feel uncomfortable, but that's okay. The more you practice doing it, the easier it comes. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need an excuse to say yes to you. Right. You don't. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It came at such a right time too. Um, yeah. <laughs> say yes to you. Say no to others. Um, and don't feel guilty about it, especially with your family and family and friends. Right. They'll understand. And if they don't, they will eventually. Yeah. And sometimes they don't in the moment that's okay it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily their job to understand but it's Mm -hmm. our job to protect ourselves right yes yeah absolutely absolutely it's our job to check ourselves i love that um so and i love i'm gonna put up your community one more time here before we bring the amazing lovely kimberly genovese on who has been in india for quite some time now um so yes uh it's good to have her back so with that actually i will bring miss kimberly up to the stage because you know people forget who you look like what you look like kimberly yeah i I would imagine in a lot of ways i don't look the same even (laughs) no so so it's great to be back it's lovely to be back and what a perfect show to get to be back in. Um, Jennifer, love everything you're up to mm. and what you're bringing to the world. Um, it, 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 it's <laughs> so for those that know and those that don't know, um, and in my roving reporter capacity, uh, I literally just got back from literally a 30-day sabbatical 
spiritual, uh, mental and body rejuvenation and um, rebuilding, restructuring um, at an Ayurvedic hospital in India. And uh, so, so it's like, yes, Jennifer, everything you said is true. So letting everyone out there know that everything that Jennifer is saying is 100% accurate um, and, uh, and run, don't, don't walk to what Jennifer is offering you um, as fast as you possibly can. So it's just really great um, because literally the, the 30 day stay at the hospital in India was all about preventative, restorative, unplugging, deprogramming, uh, and um, filtering, right? Like cleaning out every every compartment of this human vessel, um, and as well as the spirit that's within it. You know, full cleansing process. So um, to to come back and, and it's great, right? It's great to, to take something like that on and anybody who wants to know anything about it, reach out to us, you know, we'll, we'll gladly share more. And I don't know, Dorothy, maybe we'll have an episode that really goes into the details of the trip. Um, but uh, in, in a nutshell though, right. Um, is to, you, if you run anything, Right. If you run anything, any equipment, any animal, any child, any human, um, incessantly nonstop 24-7, it will eventually shut down. And and I'm now very clear that we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that with our cars. We don't do that with our kids. We don't do that with our animals. We, you know, I mean to varying degrees, but you know, you get my point, right? Um, especially those of us that are mothers or matriarchal you know, energetically, uh, but yet, and yet we do it with ourselves without, without hesitation. We, we, and we are like, we're like, we don't even know that we're doing it most of the time. Right. We're like, no, there's just, just all we see is what needs to get done. All we see are the gaps. And so it's like, Oh no, like, like it's okay. I'm okay. I'll be fine. <laughs> right. And then eventually you're not. Um, and so so it is my privilege to be back. It is my privilege to get to share all that um, I went to hunt and gather and trailblaze for all of us because it was, it, I, and I, I'm going to blame this community and my my incredible partner, spiritual partner here, because if it wasn't for this community, Unstoppable Overcomers, you know, and my role as a trailblazer and, and someone to be hands and feet for the community to find, you know, what what's available to us. India was never on my personal bu bucket list. <laughs> it just, it wasn't, it like, it never, it never hit the top 10. Um, but the beauty of spirit and divinity is it knows way better than we do. Um, what's wanted and needed. And because of the, my incredible gifted venture with Dorothy, it, um, we created a space where it showed up, right? It, it showed up in prayers and meditation. It showed up as an opportunity not to be missed. And fortunately, I did say yes in, in, in what you're saying, Jennifer, to take care of myself and to take it on. Um in light of that. So I'm thrilled to be back. I'm thrilled to give all those gifts and fun, funnel them out into our universe of unstoppable overcomers. And it's great to be back, Dorothy. What a beautiful gift to share. I'm muted. I'm muted. Imagine that. <laughs> it's great to have you back because everybody's like, where's Kimberly? I'm like, obviously she's in the hills of India. <laughs> <laughs> literally yes and that's true that's where i was so so well and with that in place um i'll do my my quick plug for kimbra um so we can jump right into uh uh, uh jennifer's fundamentals because i cannot wait to hear what they are um so kimbra very quickly for all of you that are looking for a community and a regular space to practice and master the techniques and tools that will keep all of your dreams alive, 
your goals moving forward and your conversations about limits around time resources, money resources, and human resources at, at, at least a minimum of neutral, <laughs> ideally just like blown wide open, then please come join us. Come join the community. Uh, it is uh, my gift back to the world and uh, the offering that we have worked fervently and endlessly to create so that people will have access to the ability to have joy in their journeys, whatever that journey may look like. So come join us, check us out, go to the website and uh, feel free to reach out to Dorothy or myself for additional details. So with that in the background, Jennifer, what are your three fundamentals? Yes. So we already spoke of one of them already. It's about saying yes to you, right? So I would say that's number one. Say yes to you. Number two, laugh at yourself. Like learn to laugh at yourself because when we can laugh at our own mistakes, oh my God, life is way more enjoyable. Instead of being down on ourselves and being like, oh, you idiot. I can't believe you did that. And all of the negative self-talk that ensues. It's like, did you just see me? <laughs> Hilarious. Like, I've, I've learned to do that to, to a prime with my kids. Like, well, like, I, it's almost like I'm pointing and laughing at myself sometimes because it's just so ridiculous. And it's just embracing. Like, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We don't have to, you know, be down on ourselves. Let's just have a good time. Amen. That's, that's really funny. Um, <laughs> and then third, it's just like, be the manager of your own energy. So what I mean by that, and I was, I still have to like be very mindful of this, but mm -hmm. I used to have a really hard time with it is that I would go into a room and I might be like super energetic. So for example, I would be super energetic. I had a really good day at work. I come home, open the door. My husband had a really hard day. And so his energy is really low. He's kind of grumpy, you know? And then, so I just take on his energy despite two minutes ago, feeling amazing right and I remember the day that I, I I was thinking about my one friend and how great I always felt when I hung out with her and I loved how she like she didn't mean to lift me up but that's just who she was mm -hmm. and then I realized was like wait I can be her I can be that person who is my own energy and it's going to be authentic to me so I don't have to be happy all the time right mm -hmm. but it's authentic to me and not allowing other people's energy to be their own and owning mine. So being the manager of your own energy is my third fundamental. Love them. Love, those are juicy, Jennifer. <laughs> like, and, and it's always so fun, right, Dorothy? Because every show, like we've yet to have more, you know, like, you know, other than when we've had people do love, 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 right? Like, and I get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Your fundamentals for people that are going to get to watch this show couldn't have been more pristine and gorgeous and right on the money. And thank you. And I have no doubt that if people choose to play with those between now and their next show, um, they will have fun and it will be Hell easy, yeah. which is the duh in, men in mental, right? <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Jennifer. And thank you, Dorothy. Back to you. Okay. Well, our last sponsor of today's show is our Confusion to Clarity Online Summit, which will be November 18th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to take you to going from confused to unstoppable in this online summit. There is going to be seven amazing speakers. Uh, Kimberly's one of them. Um, I can't release one of them and we're, I have, uh, I'm waiting on the last minute yeses. Um, so all that will be cleared up by the end of the week, but yeah, it's going to be an amazing event. You're going to get golden nuggets on how to get unstuck and basically just really, it may even, even find yourself in those four hours. You just never know. Um, I'm promising a good time and I'm promising, I'm <laughs> promising that you will leave with something. Um, and for those of you that would like to uh, register, 
you can definitely do that. I'll put it in the comments, the registration in the comments um, to register. It is a free event, so don't be shy. And there'll be prizes. If you have a friend that signs up, there'll be prizes for people who bring people. Bring it on. <laughs> so you can't go wrong, right? And so that, again, that's November 18th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and we're going to have some fun we need more in our lives all right thank you so much jennifer for coming on tonight's show uh super truly appreciate you and thank you for all that you do and thank you for making sure that you get your you got your self-care act together uh <laughs> and would you like any last words before we wrap this part this plane up yeah i guess just for each of the listeners knowing that you are worth it right? You are worth your own time. You are worth your self-care. You are worth saying yes to you. Nobody else in this world is more important. And so just practice doing that. Life's going to be incredibly better when you do. Yeah. And, and on that too, for any, anyone who's listening and hears that as like, well, that's selfish. It's actually not because you've now exponentialized the love that you can give to others. So She's really telling you to say yes to yourself so you can double up the yes and the love to others. So every time you say yes to yourself, you double up on the love that you can give out. So there's nothing selfish about it. I love how you put that, Kimberly. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love that. So to have a conversation with Jennifer, go to her, go to her email there and send an email off to her. And I promise you it will be an amazing conversation. Uh, so it's Jennifer at JenniferKeeble.com. And thank you guys for joining us. Be unstoppable in all that you do. And remember, same time, same channel next week. Bye for now.